0: You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. I'm Josh. I'm Seal. Let's talk about She Knows All the Secrets. (laughs) What an interesting... uh, All the secrets? All the secrets. She knows all of them. Man. So, see you next episode. No, we're done. We're done. <laughs> we can't possibly tell you anything. Uh, anyway, so obviously, obviously it's talking about Agra uh, mm-hmm. there. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. This being episode six of the series. Uh, five. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No problem. <laughs> That's what know. I'm here for. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep track. I'm trying to keep up. Just, man, I'm just. <laughs> All I can tell you is that war is brewing. That was the main takeaway I got from this episode. Yeah, some it did, some bad stuff's about some, to go down. Some stuff is brewing. Yep. I love the open
1: of this episode. Why do you love the open of this episode?
0: Well, Rian's hanging upside
1: down, and the hunter's about to uh, slice him up. He's about to take his tongue as a trophy, which ends the hunt for him. Yeah. That's what the hunter's about, right? He he ends the hunt by getting his trophy. In this case, it is what he calls Rian's lying tongue. Lying tongue, which I've... uh,
0: Now, the Skeksis have an animated tongue, but the Gelfling's not so much. No. So I'm like, okay, how is this going to work? I've never actually seen... (laughs) Anyway, yeah, it it no, it doesn't I mean, get that far. It doesn't get that far, because lo and behold, who shows up? Mm. Chamberlain. Yes, the Chamberlain. Which, uh wow, the Chamberlain. I almost feel like he's misunderstood. Hmm. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's an accurate assessment. I think he. I I, I think, think he's underestimated. I think he. I think he underestimates himself at times. Oh, sure. For, for sure. But yeah, he shows up. He shows up and he bargains mm-hmm. with the hunter. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't don't kill him. Don't kill him. Because if you kill him, then
1: I can't get what I want. Yeah. And uh, interesting conversation there. The point the hunter makes, the, the point uh, Chamberlain makes is, hey, you know, one of the things I want is my seat back at the emperor's side. And the hunter says, well, that's... Terrible. Yeah. You, you hunt for a chair. So? That's pathetic. <laughs> yeah. And he says, No, 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 no. I'm not on a chair. I hunt power. Mm. And so it's something that we see in him, but he puts he he admits it. Mm. I like that he admits it. He says, No, no, no. I hunt power. And that resonates with the hunter. And he says, Okay, I'll help you in your hunt, but you gotta get I'll help you get yours, but you gotta help me get mine. Yeah. And if I don't Bad things happen. Why do you
0: think the concept of power resonated with the hunter? That's something I've been contemplating. Why would he care? Or is that just something that's innate within the nature of the Skeksis?
1: I think it is innate within their nature. Mm. So I think that is something that they all respect and understand and resonates with all of them. And I think that the hunter is living that out Mm. in his hunt. He is exerting power over his prey. Right. So, I think that that on a personal level like on in a natural level, resonates with him as he's a skexist, so that resonates with him just because of his nature, and it resonates with him secondly on a personal level because isn't that ultimately what he's doing, is chasing power mm-hmm. over his prey and maybe and he gets that
0: maybe even power over his very nature, which is I live outside the castle. I am not like the rest of you. Mm, yes. I am I am my own person in mm-hmm. you know, a in a way yet not all at the same time. Yeah. Cuz I still feel like he is going to be bound to their ways. Uh at at his core. Sure. Which is why I agree with you the the power resonates but uh yeah, I think it's just deeper and so yeah, I don't know. I still think that I I still think the is one of the best characters. Uh, that's yes. been introduced because he's, he seems simple, but I, I just don't, it's, it,
1: he's very, maybe he is simple. But I think I, that's I it. I think that he is, he is simple. His motivations are simple. His actions are simple. He's uncomplicated. He is unfettered. He's unencumbered by all the other stuff that all the other characters have to deal with. For him, the world is very black and white.
0: The thought just occurred to me is that maybe what I'm trying to articulate is the hunter is complex in his simplicity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If, I agree if with that. that makes any sense that whatsoever. Does. That
1: does. makes... <laughs> yes. His simplicity in this world makes him complex. So the Chamberlain
0: roots out the bottle of the remaining essence of Mira mm-hmm.
1: from Rian. Which Rian has managed... To keep from disaster multiple times.
0: Multiple times. Up
1: until this point. Even falling down a cliff, mm-hmm. rolling and rolling and rolling. And he still manages to catch it, and he's kept it safe this entire time.
0: But it, uh, around the vial, there's like some vines or mm-hmm. not unlike the weird netting that the liquor store puts on a glass bottle before it puts in the paper sack that mm-hmm. is to keep them from clanking together. So, sure. yeah whatever that is it creates a, enough cushion yep <laughs> i don't know so he's managed to keep the vial safe yes and the chamberlain proceeds to throw back mira's essence as though he was throwing back a bottle a fifth of his of a, of a fine single malt scotch Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the, a single <laughs>
1: single guffling essence if you will yeah um, he's throwing it back like a cheap polymalt he yeah You know, it's very unceremonious. He's like,
0: oh,
1: oh, that's delightful. Mm. Mm. And then he takes that bottle and crushes it.
0: So let's not minimize the fact that Mira is gone. Yeah. I mean, like gone, gone.
1: So all of this effort to keep what was left of Mira. Yeah. And she's now gone. So would you say this is rock bottom for Uh, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It, it, It has to be. It
0: has to be. Because what, I mean, he's lost his father. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, he's lost Mira, but now he's lost Mira completely. There's nothing left of her whatsoever. And so one might think, well, is he done? Yeah. Is this it?
1: Is his journey over?
0: Yeah. I mean, because it would, would this not be a perfect opportunity to just throw the talent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be. It would be, but. But he doesn't do that. No. Nope. No. And it's that ride with the Chamberlain back to the castle. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a scene. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite scenes
1: in the series so far. That was a good bit of writing right there. Just oh, the way it was written. It's just so good. The depth mm-hmm.
0: that was added to the Chamberlain. The voiceover work by Simon Pegg, which you forget that it's him. Which oh, yeah. Is, which is a hallmark of great acting. Yes. But I, it's almost as though the Chamberlain is now the top of the villain heap in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, he can come across as weak and political and. Everyone else kind of disregards him, I feel, and always has, and continues to do so, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you know, but what he lays out with Rianne and the reasoning and throwing things back into his face, because he brought up the thing that I brought up, You, st- you just— watched Mira die mm-hmm. and you did nothing. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. You ran
1: run. Except run.
0: And basically he was laying out all these instances where when the going got tough, what did Rian do? He
1: ran. And you you say you mentioned just you said just a second ago, he's at the top of the villain heap seemingly here. And I agree with that. To me in this scene, in this carriage ride, Chamberlain felt like the devil himself. Oh, yeah. Because isn't that what he does? Yes. Yeah. Is use the truth to twist the truth and to twist your own mind against you. And this manipulation that he's performing with bits of truth. And he's crafting the lie out of the truth. You, you sure that's what
0: he said, that you shouldn't eat the fruit of this tree? Yeah. Did he not say, mm, are, you sure are you sure about you sure that? About that? I, don't, I don't think that's what he said. I... Sowing the seeds of doubt. Yeah. Because if you want to destroy someone, you want to defeat someone, especially if you don't have the power and the might to overcome them, you have to undermine their uh, belief in themselves. Yes, and that's exactly what he did because he was, uh, Rian was very much buying that hook, line, and sinker, and he's like, uh, it's like, it, it, it was like jab, 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 left hook, like uh, I, I don't even know how to. You get you're right. I don't. I yeah. Uh, well, he
1: finally breaks and says, <laughs> "I because I couldn't save them." Right. And Cha- what's Chamberlain's response? Now he speak the truth. Mm, that's right. And that's right. It's true. He couldn't. <laughs> each one of those instances. He could not save the person that he needed to save, right? But there's greater things at play, right? And he was being led to believe that it was he was the one it was, that was be, completely yeah. at fault. He, he was being not, led to believe he couldn't yeah. save them because right. he was inadequate. Inadequate, yeah. And in that in in the but that is that there's the lie. There is the lie. That's right. Or the or the half truth. The half truth. Yeah.
0: Or or better yet, not the whole truth. Yeah. Which is a lie. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Whenever the whole truth is not shared, no matter how much truth, in mm-hmm. air quotes, it is a lie. It is deception. Yep. And we should not delineate, oh, a small lie doesn't hurt anyone. Oh, that's oh a small that. lie. That's okay, as long as no one gets hurt.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the, See how that works out right. for you. <laughs> and that is the, the only. And the point to all that is to deceive, inveigle, and, and obfuscate. That's right. That's an X Files reference for those of you that are paying attention.
0: <laughs> for those of you at home, my, but his arguments were just so compelling, and that is why I put him on the top. Oh sure. Of the villain heap, he is.
1: He's the smartest guy in the room. Oh yeah. Period. For sure. For sure. Um, And we see more of Agra
0: mm-hmm. in this episode. Uh, again, I maintain she knows she's messed up. She knows she, in her heart of hearts, I believe she knows that she never should have left and went. And, and, oh, sure. And, and traveled the universe.
1: Her eyes closed, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And she's so, trying all these things. Everything that she knows to how to try. To make Thra sing and communicate with her. Every everything she can Every think of. Every trick she can think of and, and everything it, fails. Yeah. And everything fails. Because she's trying to force it. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Again, great representation of how you can't press too hard. You gotta relax. Loosen up your grip. Hang on, but hang on loosely. Yeah, you gotta let it you gotta let it you know, let it breathe. It needs to let be it organic. Let it come to you. Yeah. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. One of the other scenes in this was when they finally um, she finally, every, they had that sequence where everyone was dream fasting simultaneously. That was good. Cool. It was not, co- it wasn't, well, it wasn't seemingly coordinated, but we all know that in some way it was coordinated, through a higher power coordinated, coordinated. It. But what was cool is we we finally get to see an instance of them existing in a dream space. Yes, we see dream space. Dream space. Yes, yeah, so very cool. A world within the world. And what a cool sequence. Augur's mm-hmm. Augur's
1: third eye, eye opens. Is open? Yeah. Because you know what? She stopped and she listened. She said, "Maybe that's it. Maybe I just have to sit and, and listen. listen." And there you go. What a revelation.
0: Oh, what a revelation. Yeah. I have lived most of my life not heeding that advice. And I still don't. So it's still a struggle for me. It's like, I should just shut up now and listen to what you have to say Mm -hmm. and not listen to, are you done talking so that this thing that I thought about, I can go ahead and insert into the conversation. Or am I just, or am I actually listening to what you're trying to say and then responding to that? Not just the words that you're using, but the body language that's uh, associated with that. Or am I just trying to, am I just waiting for the pause so that I can tell you what I think? Right. You know, eh, good stuff. I have a question about that, though. Okay. Uh, and I want to talk about Saladon a little bit, ooh, because I feel like she's going to be a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I get an yeah. inkling that she's going
1: to be a problem, so Well yeah, and, and yes, uh loyal Celadon. When Augur greets everyone, she has a you know, a little nickname for them, you know, descriptive of them and when Celadon shows up, loyal Celadon. Loyal. And can't loyalty be can you not be loyal to a fault? And I think that maybe oh, is absolutely. where you're going.
0: Oh absolutely. Yes. I think you can be loyal to a fault, but in this instance, and we'll we'll get more into mm-hmm. it. But I would say, then, what are you actually loyal to? Yes, then becomes the the question
1: behind. And what is Celadon the question. loyal to?
0: Because I would submit that if you're loyal to the truth, then you should be able to be flexible enough to pivot and mm-hmm. change your thoughts about things. Sure. And be able to maybe
1: say, okay, I was wrong. And isn't that true open-mindedness, a loyalty to the truth? Does that not breed a true open-mindedness because it gives you that ability to pivot when you are confronted with the truth? You say, oh, I I believe this, but here's the truth. And so you pivot to that and she couldn't do it. Yeah. And so she got kicked out of the dream space.
0: So that's one of the things that I kind of want to talk about. Why do you think she was really kicked out? Because I, I feel like maybe I don't know if that was the right thing to do. I, I, I don't know. I it just it. My gut tells me kicking her out. Now I have some other thoughts on why she was kicked out, but it did, in that instance, you're like, well, wait a minute. No, if she's loyal, if if she you're you're already calling into question the fact that she may be unyielding in her acceptance of the truth then would you not want to have her stay and be and see the truth and experience that with everyone else so that she could then maybe come around to your well not your line of thinking but the truth and be, but i think maybe that I think maybe, maybe this was an endgame moment. It, I think it was endgame moment in the sense that, well, there's only one way that we win, right? Right. Yeah, I think this was <laughs> we we lose for fourteen million other times, right? So it, it felt as though maybe Agra knew that going down, you know, uh, into the future, having you here and exposing you to the truth has. No, you're not going to accept it. And if I don't kick you out, maybe kicking her out was the, was the way, was part of the, the ultimate plan to, you know, whatever war, we know war is brewing. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say is it just felt, it felt strange in the sense that why would you kick her out? But then overt enough for me to think, well, there must be a higher purpose. For you sure to, because it, it, it felt very. It's um, a blind side. It, and it was very quick. Right. Like, like, yeah, it wasn't just, like,
1: boom, nope, you're out. Well, I think what happened there in part is she's greeted as loyal Teladon. Agra asks the question, will you accept the call of Thra? Mm-hmm. And everybody says, yep, 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 yep. And she says, no. All right. Fine. You're out. Out. That's that was a moment. That was the moment of truth mm. in this episode. Mm. That was a I feel a hinge, a turning point for the whole season. Mm-hmm. And it was who's going to accept the call? It's a yes or no question. Fisher cut bait <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah, are you in? Are you? At? This was this wasn't a time for debate. It wasn't a time for flip-flopping waffling whatever you want to call it it was are you in are you out she said i'm out fine you're out okay well it could you be, can't be here
0: it could have been it could be a scene that should be taken at face value then yeah i just was wondering if there was more to it than that well
1: it may very well be we'll see it may very well be but i think on the surface that you know in the here and now that was hmm. a valid reason for that to happen okay I was a, I was able watching it to immediately justify. All right, she's out.
0: Mm. Well, I still maintain that Celadon is going to be a problem. Oh sure. Well, in, I in mean, it? In, the,
1: in the in the. I mean, she's been rejected. Yeah. And true. She's the one who's always trying to do the right thing. Mm. And she's the one in her mind makes the sacrifices mm. and does everything for the greater good. Right, and so they're having this conversation about doing something for the greater good, and she says, "No, I won't be a part of that." And she's now been rejected, turned out into the cold, so to speak, mm-hmm. on her own, and so now she feels she has a mission. That this is heresy. She even uses that word later on. Yeah, and so it, this has galvanized her into her role of. This is how she. This is this is the, her tipping point her turning point on when she becomes a problem.
0: And then I, I I worry that what does, what then becomes of the definition of the greater good, Does, does it become something that she's like, well, I alone Will decide mm-hmm.
1: what yeah. is the greater good versus yeah, who is the arbiter of the greater good,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, and and it's interesting because there there's still tradition and still laws and,
1: mm-hmm. and and
0: all the things that came before us, right? That we should lean into to help us make decisions and 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 such. And just because you're in charge doesn't mean you can just throw everything out, right? Right. Um, and I think we see, I think we see evidence of. That that's a like you said, it's a turning point. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of stuff that happens from this point forward hinges on this moment. Because sure. we've got our group of heroes and Saladon, you could have very easily heeded the call of straw and been a part of our party and uh backed your brother's play, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but you've chosen um loyalty. Loyalty to what? And I think that loyalty to the lie is what remains to be seen. I think mm-hmm. you're, I think you're onto something loyalty to the lie, and So she, she gets kicked out. What does she do?
1: She says, oh, I okay. gotta go tell this. Thing. I gotta tell this, the here. I gotta go tell them. I gotta tell, I gotta tell the Lords. I gotta about, tell the Lords about this heinous thing, this rebellion, this mutiny that's happening right under their noses. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta tell somebody about this. I have to, I have to fix
0: this. Yeah. So she immediately goes to them, and everyone stays in there for a little bit longer. And they're basically all commissioned to unite the clans and to form the resistance, mm-hmm. stoke the fires of the yep. resistance. So this
1: is where so the resistance starts. That's
0: right. It is starts here within the dream space. Yep. The resistance, I feel, we can say, officially starts.
1: And a cool moment scene of getting all of our main our main characters and their sidekicks together Mm -hmm. a clever way of getting everyone together in the same room to get on the same page. Right. Because we had been wondering about how is this going to happen? Everybody's in here and there and everywhere. And this was, I thought a cool way within this world that we've already established that this kind of thing can happen. Yeah. So it's not a leap to say, okay, well they're all in the dream space together. That's cool. Yeah, I thought right. that was a neat way to do it. And they got everybody together, and then boom, they're blown apart and separated. Now they've got their missions. And they've got to go do
0: That's them. right. That's right. And so, as people come out, the All Madra comes into the chamber mm-hmm. throne room, and she sees that her daughter, her beloved daughter, is speaking with the Skeksis. And what I love about this scene is that the All Madra finally. Finally takes a stand. It's as though she said, no, this is enough. I've had enough of all this. Mm-hmm. you No, because she's now been exposed to the truth and she's been changed. Right. Yep. And it doesn't matter that she has been or because she's been ordained. The only, the only reason there is an all mantra is because the sexies ordained it. Right. And they reminded her of that. You only exist because we allow Mm -hmm. you to exist, and it makes sense, right? They want to put these uh, political uh, factions or clans in into play to help them because the Skeksis has been all they've been doing is lying. But I think we're getting to that tipping point where it's like I just don't care anymore. If you find out the truth, whatever. whatever. We're bigger than you. We're stronger than you. We're immortal. Yeah. Right, we don't really need you which around. which they're not they're uh right. they're not immortal no uh by the way i think that we've seen more and more of that especially in the emperor
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think uh clearly uh he's been dancing with the devil more than any of the others i believe mm-hmm. uh he's actually going and drawing what
1: appears to be darkness yeah and he said flat out you know there is no darkening he got on the scientist about it when clearly he knows that there's something there and he yeah he's like using the blight for something yeah and uh and it's affecting him it's affecting him
0: and i think that's probably another thing that's behind him demanding more essence mm-hmm. yeah uh because there here uh the other part of this episode was let's uh we got to gather we got to go to, you need to go out to your different clans and we need to gather. Gather
1: up some Gelflings. Yeah.
0: Because we, uh, we need them to
1: stand by our side. Yeah. So there's a thing that's going to happen and uh, <laughs> we're about to go to war and we need the right. seven best warriors from yeah. every clan. Yeah. and Because uh, you can't
0: just tell them you're going to juice them. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't fly. But I think cat's out of the bag, right? Oh, at um, this point, yeah. The, the, when the Madra knows what's up. So she makes her stand. No. We draw the line. You're not going to cross it here and no further. And she pays the ultimate price. Yep. And apparently Gelfling's bleed Pepto Bismol. I had no idea. I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe it's just the Vapor Clan. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> um. Wow. You know, for a kid's show, hey. It says dark in the
1: title. What it's, were we it's expecting? Right, it's right there on Front Street. I mean, come on. <laughs> but I, mean, yeah, I, I, the general... None e- of it surprises me. I mean, I no, absolutely having not. seen the movie when I was a child. That's right. When it came out and my brother took me to see it. I was like, man, this is not a kid's show. <laughs> no, not at all. And so I, you know, but I think they, they handle it well, again, with camera angles and, sure. and the way they cut and stuff. So you're not, you know, you're not, you're seeing you know violence but not gore and it's little little touches but enough to it's it's enough a, to push the limits for a kid yeah. and enough to keep an adult engaged yeah absolutely they've hit a sweet spot there i, I agree where i mean agree. it's a, i would give this show a solid pg if yeah. i was rating and then i think they've hit that sweet spot and they do a good job with it
0: oddly enough that is what it's rated tv pg the general He wasn't having any of it. He's like, no, you know what? We're done. I'm I'm done. No more pretense. I am tired of being shackled. I am tired of politics. I am tired, certainly, of the Chamberlain and his stupid plans. I have been put on the council. I have been put in charge of bringing the emperor what he wants, and I'm going to get the job done. Because that's what generals do. They are built for war right and they will get results so when you unleash that hound Mm -hmm. you cannot expect anything different other than death and destruction you will get what you want but there will be
1: consequences Yeah, you may not get it the way you want it
0: but But it will (laughs) happen yes and the general is like nope done and do you think Saladon
1: Well, and and it's, and and that's it. That's an interesting thing. I mean, it happens in front of both of her daughters, mm -hmm. both of Almondra's daughters, and their reactions are very different. Oh, very, very different. And Teladon just goes to, This is your fault. Yeah. You weren't loyal. You weren't loyal to the lie. And this is your fault. And mother deserved it because she wasn't loyal. Yeah. She's like, No, she deserved what she got. Yeah. Yes, I'm sad, but she deserved what she got. This is your fault. And, of course, the Skeksis offer say, hey, why don't we uh, take these prisoners off your hands? So, you know, you got a lot to deal with. Yeah, we got it. And so they have some extra gelflings. And what's funny, I love the line about, and the little podling too. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, you and your little dog too. We're not in Kansas anymore.
0: So, we said at the beginning of this that war is brewing. I think this act of offing the all Madra assassinating a head of state. Yes. Yes. I think that starts a war has officially begun. Yes. This is the inciting incident. Yeah. The shots fired shots, completely fired Mm -hmm. again. Great episode. Yes. Uh, I mean, dude, it's, it's you're, you're going to get tired of us hearing us say, Oh, we really enjoyed this episode. It was really good, but it's the truth. There's been no filler. Everything moves forward there there's no lulls i, I it,
1: ah. the show started at episode one and it's just <laughs> it's been ripping yeah for five episodes that's now. right that's right i almost feel
0: like I almost we're feel halfway
1: like, through and i haven't been bored i almost feel like there's gonna have to be some point
0: where i'm disappointed and i'm not yeah. looking forward to that yeah. but maybe i, I, I won't not. be maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't know we'll just have to wait and see Thanks for st- sticking around and giving us a listen. We appreciate uh, you being here. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do that at RecapFM. We'd love to hear your feedback. I'm sure we forgot to talk about someone. I know we really haven't talked about Deet and Hup very much. So hopefully we can fix that in our next yes. uh, episode because
1: <sighs> they need to be talked about. They do. They're, they're very important characters. So, and and favorites of of mine so yeah go to
0: recap.fm slash newsletter that way you will always be in the know and you'll know what's coming out when it's coming out because hey this ain't the only show no there's so many so so, many, so much more So many things i don't know when we're gonna ever sleep again i don't either <laughs> thanks again for listening we'll talk to you again real soon in the meantime resists <laughs>